USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise. Welcome to Attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, Tenny. Good morning. And welcome to Pete Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. So today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is taxes. So we're now in tax season when people need to be thinking about filing their tax returns, and we've got a lot of information to share with you. So it's too late to do 2021 tax planning ideas with one exception. Anybody have any idea what the one exception is? Payment of some money toward a retirement account? Exactly. Yep, you can put money into various types of retirement accounts, including IRAs. Um, With an IRA, you can make a retirement contribution for 2021. Now, even in 2022, up until April 15th, provided that you have not filed your income tax return yet. So there's two issues. One is the date, which is the deadline, and two is you cannot have filed your tax return yet. Right, and we see that fairly often where um, a client did not do um, a um, IRA contribution for the previous year, and we will recommend often that they do one for the previous year plus this year prior to filing their taxes. Yep, so in other words, in January or February, for example, or March even, all the way up until April 15th, provided you have not filed your income tax return, you can make an IRA contribution both for 2021 and for 2022. And that's up to $6,000 um, per year, so you can do a $12,000 contribution unless you're 50 um, or over, and then you can have the catch-up provision, which is an extra $1,000 per year, which would be $7,000 or a total of $14,000. Look at all that math. You look, <laughs> you're looking con- at me. <laughs> how confused have you made everybody? <laughs> you're, go- you're good early in the morning, Pete. So if you're um, under 50 years of age, you can do $6,000. If you're over 50, you can do $7,000. Right, exactly. Um, it's uh, Just thinking about two minutes ago, we need a bigger t- table for our studio you're right. with all these papers, and it's kind of fitting that the topic of taxes and we have the most papers in front of us that we've ever had for any show well it's appropriate (laughs) so uh anyway whether you're doing a roth ira or a traditional ira these retirement accounts can be open and funded all the way up until april 15th 2022 for the prior year 2021 but you cannot have filed your income tax return so as peter was saying the amount is six thousand dollars per year but if you're 50 or over, you can do a $1,000 catch-up contribution for a total of $7,000. But but can you provide a little bit of information about why that's an important thing to do? Does that cut down on your taxable income for the year? It depends. In most cases, the rules are complicated for when you can deduct an IRA contribution. You cannot deduct a contribution made to a Roth IRA, but you can deduct a contribution made to a traditional IRA. But the rules beyond that are a little bit more complicated and a little bit beyond the scope of what we want to talk about today. Taxes are a very um, difficult subject for most people. Most people find them extremely complicated and or extremely boring. Um, However, it's it's one of the most important aspects of your um, retirement plan is to incorporate taxes and how to pay the least amount possible and how to maximize your deductions and everything else. So um, it's an important topic. But to to respond to your question, Tenny, a quick rule of thumb is you should generally be contributing at least 10% of your income into a retirement account or more if you're starting late or if you want to retire early. So the, the again, the, the real reason for people to want to do this is to build their retirement account, exactly. not to cut down on the taxes that they may owe. Right, but it can do both. It can, And yeah. the theory is that when you are actually retired, perhaps you're going to be earning less money than you were when you were working, so you'll be in a lower tax bracket. 
Um, and therefore, when you take money out of your IRA, uh, traditional IRA, and have to pay income taxes on it, you'll be in a lower tax bracket and it won't hurt you as much. And just as an aside, um, we have annual subscriptions to several uh, software um, that assist us in helping you at home, um, including a company called Horse's Mouth, which is for our Social Security calculations, and that can go into great detail. Um, I can show you all kinds of different scenarios and break-even analysis. And we also um, have an annual um, software fee that we pay to be part of the Savvy Tax Planning. Um, and that membership includes a lot of things, including handouts that might be useful for you at home, um, including um, a guide that's called Guide to Your Taxes and Your Retirement. We have a lot of copies of those to hand out. Um, it also has new retirement rules card, key changes from tax cuts and job acts, retirement strategies and new tax first meeting guides, uh, all kinds of different handouts that we can give to you. But the most important one is that first one that I mentioned, the guide to taxes and your retirement. So we do have those uh, copies that we're happy to mail to you. Or if you want to swing by the office, we'll just get you one real quick. And how yep. would somebody reach you? Well, the best way to, to request a guide is to simply go into uh, usawealthgroup.com and there'll be a place on there where you can request this particular tax guide. You can also email us at info, I-N-F-O, at USA Wealth Group, or give the office a call at 508-998-8858, or you can just swing by. Uh, not many people swing by, but we're happy to see you. And so, swinging by means Fonts three, Corner Road. Yep, 352 Fonts Corner Road. Okay, so do you know why Massachusetts is really famous when it comes to subjects like taxes and taxation? Anybody? No? The <laughs> no, tea party? except that it's known as <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> well, that's, that's a misnomer, actually. I know. But uh, a gentleman named James Otis, who was a Massachusetts political activist way back in around 1776, said, taxation without representation is tyranny. So if you've heard that phrase before, it comes from a Massachusetts activist. I'm reading a wonderful book called America's First Civil War all about the revolution. It's really very interesting, and that <laughs> anyway. <laughs> taxation without representation, they were paying far fewer taxes than what we pay now, and yet I don't really feel like we're being represented. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also a quotation, I don't have it in front of me, but I can remember it from memory, and that's, if you think taxation without representation is bad, you should see taxation with representation, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm not really sure what we're getting right now, but. <laughs> Well, we've got large deficits and lots of problems. So even going back to Benjamin Franklin's time, which is also at the time of the Revolutionary War, he said, in this world, nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. That's a famous one. And you've heard that. It's usually uh, simplified and people say, uh, nothing is certain in life except death and taxes. Well, that comes from Beth, Ben Franklin. Or Beth Franklin, his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Ben Franklin, his daughter. Well, you said Beth Franklin before correcting yourself. Did I say Beth? (laughs) No, he didn't have uh, a daughter that I know of. No, he had a son, William. He had a son. But he could have had a daughter because he had a lot of women with whom he had relationships, both in France and the United States. But he had a son who was a loyalist to Britain and had to... Uh, flee across the ocean. Anyway. My mother knows more about American history, especially the Civil War, than anyone I know. Well, he was kind of an outrageous uh, guy, by the way, and I've just started reading one of his biographies. Um, So I'll be interested to find out what more they have to say about him. Uh, Will Rogers also said once, the only difference between death and taxes is that death doesn't get worse every time Congress meets. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Well, there's some great resources we have. I, w- I want to come back very quickly to the subject of making an IRA contribution for 2021, uh, which you can still do even in this year. You can also, if you are in a uh, business and perhaps have set up a SEP IRA account, uh, you can contribute up to $58,000 right now for the year 2021. And you have until October 15th, 2022, to fully fund your SEP IRA retirement account, you know, provided you follow your extensions and so forth. So there's some very significant dates that people ought to know about of um, how you can take advantage of still getting some deductions in 2021, even though we've passed that year. But one of the most interesting sources of information is simply irs.gov. 
And I'm looking at this very interesting document called the Taxpayer's Bill of Rights from the IRS, Protection for All Taxpayers. Number two is the right to quality service. It's, um, it's very interesting that that is number two because the IRS is heavily understaffed. You can't reach them. Um, <laughs> and that was prior to the last two years, and it's right. gotten even worse. Right. They're notorious at having very long hold times to try to talk to anybody, and even um, worse now. I remember that I tried 16 times to reach the IRS on behalf of a uh, taxpayer client. Never did get through. So here's a little tip. If you ever have to communicate in writing with the IRS, uh, do so in writing and make sure you keep a copy. And better yet, send it certified mail so you can prove that you tried to reach them. So on the client matter that I'm working on right now, I sent out an envelope in November with a letter in it. No response. November of last year. This is months later. We just sent a follow-up letter. We sent this certified mail, kept a copy, and said, we still haven't heard from you. Do you know, I've read recently that it's estimated that only 11% of phone calls to the IRS get through or get answered. Isn't that's, that amazing? Kind of sounds like calling Delta Airlines right now. <laughs> well, that's, but that's the way life is. What you just said is a really important tip. Um, anytime you are calling someone and the conversation is important as it pertains to a legal matter, uh, a financial matter, anything um, like that, make sure that you ask for the person's name and uh, badge number or extension, um, jot it down. Write it down, absolutely. Uh, you've taught me that for probably 30 years, Dad, so that's something I always do. Uh, and then if you have something important to be mailed. Wait a minute, you're not that old. Always make sure that. Yeah. I mean, you will be shortly when you have a birthday shortly in the month, this month. Thank you. Uh, anyways, um, anytime you have to mail something really important, make sure that you send it certified mail um, or priority mail so you have tracking and can verify that somebody's received it. I can't tell you how many times that has saved me where um, I'll get a letter back from some type of government organization or bill collector or something else, and they'll say, well, we never received it, and I'll um, go and pull out my file, and I'll say, not only did you receive it, uh, Bill O'Brien signed for it at 10.52 a.m. on December 11th or whatever. Do you think people have been concerned about taxes for a long time? Probably about... 230 years. So here's a quotation from Plato, who is a Greek philosopher and writer, several thousands of years ago. He said, where there is an income tax, the just man will pay more and the unjust less on the same income. Things have not changed. We'll come back in a minute. We're going to give you a lot of very specific tips about taxes and how to maximize the benefit on taxes. Stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to Money Wise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to MoneyWise. Our topic this morning is talking about taxes, especially taxes for the prior year, because a lot of people haven't necessarily filed their income taxes uh, yet, their income tax returns. There's a lot of good information on irs.gov, but it's sort of like the old story about going down a rabbit hole. The more you get into it, it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And well, pretty you soon you print off a whole bunch of pages. Um, we probably don't have the information in front of me right now, but what is the um, IRS tax code book? How many pages is it? You, you knew that at one point. Oh, gosh, I don't know. It's more than the Bible. And then every year uh, we get the updated tax guide, and that alone, just the updated version, is 1,500 pages probably. Mm. Well, the trick is you don't have to read the entire tax code. You just have to know how to use it and refer to, to things in it. 
So one of the rights you have as a taxpayer is the right to be informed, the right to quality service. That's really questionable right now. That's what Mom and I were just talking about. Yep. Well, you had a headphone issue. We were talking about how you can't get through to anybody at the IRS. And no, you can't. It's nothing. That's Do remember nothing. one thing. We say this a lot. The IRS will never call you. Okay? They're not allowed to. So if you get a call from somebody that says they're from the IRS, it's most likely a scam. And just hang up. They won't call you back. It's not the IRS calling. No, what they do is they send you, if they're interested in talking to you, they will send you a notice and tell you who to call, what the number is, and so forth. So don't respond to a call. But if you do get a written notice from the IRS, don't ignore it. Right. Either handle it or have your accountant or tax preparer handle it or get in touch with us and we'll give you some guidance on it. We just mentioned that the IRS, only 11% of all calls get through when you're trying to call them. So I don't think they're trying to call you. Um, (laughs) But you will get a letter if anything is um, off and they need to speak with you. Um, There will be a a code on the top right of the letter from the IRS uh, that you'll need for when you do call. And best of luck and Godspeed. But it is worthwhile taking a look at the uh, Taxpayer Bill of Rights. You have the right to confidentiality. You have the right to representation. You have the right to appeal. You have the right to finality. Um, you can uh, appeal to an independent forum if you need to. So don't think that if they say this is your last notice you're going to get from us, we're about to levy on your account. Not necessarily true. There's a lot of time in there. But don't ignore it. Take some action. So let's talk about tax filing steps. What do you need to do when you're filing tax? First step, obviously, is gather all your year-end income documents. By now, you should have received W-2 statements or 1099 statements from banks. They're required to be sent out before the end of January. What's the difference between a W-2 and a 1099? Well, W-2 is if you're employed by somebody and you had taxes withheld, perhaps. And if you like getting a tax refund, Increase the amount of your withholdings from where you work, and you'll get a tax refund. But what you're really doing when you do that is you're making a interest-free loan to the federal government because they have the use of your money now for an entire year. And until you file the following year and apply for your refund, um, they've I, had the use of your money, and you're not getting any interest on it. I never understood why people did that large um amount of deduction because the money's not yours to use. It's gone for a year. I mean, I, it's sort of like a savings, but it doesn't earn any interest. It's more like 14 or 15 months by the time you get your refund back. Yeah. So anyways, gather all your documents up um, and uh, get all your 10 down your 9s and your uh, 4, uh, not your 401ks, your W-2s together. If you do your taxes yourself or if you do Uh, work with a tax preparer, you can do that. Uh, As of right now, the IRS um, is accepting 2021 tax returns. Uh, It used to be the IRS would help you prepare tax returns. I'm not sure that they do that anymore because they don't have the staff to run an office effectively. I'm not sure how they could help you do your, your return. But there is something called IRS Free File, And it's only through irs.gov. That's the magic site you need to remember. They're now accepting 2021 tax returns. So any person who has an adjusted gross income of $73,000 or less in 2021, um, you can use this. And it's the fastest way to get a refund because you're filing your return electronically. You select a direct deposit. And this year, there are eight free file products in English and two in Spanish. So yeah, normally, um, if you have a very simple tax return um, and you don't have um, a lot of deductions, you know, you don't have uh, dependents or you don't uh, own a business and run a business, then you should be able to do your taxes on your own. But um, I wouldn't go to one of those, you know, sort of overnight tax services that you see. I'd, I'd see a qualified tax specialist. Um, if you do have anything that's even remotely complicated, you don't want to get into trouble with the IRS. You get penalties and interest if you mess up, and they will catch up to you um, eventually. It's probably a little bit slower now with how overwhelmed they are, but they will catch up with you at, at some point. So let me recap on that really quickly. If you have you know reasonable intelligence and you want to try to do this yourself, make sure you have all your documents together. 
your deductions, your credits, your income statements, and so forth. When you have all that ready, you go to irs.gov, you look at filing options, then you use the online lookup tool to find the right free file product for you, or you can go into what they call browse all offers, and then you can select an IRS free file provider, and they'll follow you a link and you can begin doing the tax returns. But taxes are complicated, aren't they, Pete? Very complicated. Again, especially if you do have dependents or, or own a business, um, there's a lot of different write-offs that you can um, add and, and possibly have a, a much better, more favorable tax return in the end. Um, I'm really surprised. One of the things that I'm looking at here is why you should um, have direct deposit for your tax return. And I'm really surprised every year when I find out how many clients or just people that I know that are not set up for direct deposit. There's no reason that you shouldn't do that. It's very easy to set up. Safer. It's safer. It's uh, like getting it's, your Social Security direct deposit. It's not any more risky. Right. People do steal things sometimes. And it's much faster. Um, I mean, you should get your return in like a week's time instead of weeks to months sometimes if you're getting a paper check in the mail. Right. So, Peter, are, are you a taxpayer? Um, as far as the IRS knows, Yes. Okay, so here's a quotation from Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan once said, the taxpayer, someone who works for the government but doesn't have to take a civil service exam. Really? I didn't know that. We all, it's you're, a joke. You're making we a all, joke, right? We all well, work. I, I understand. We're, we're all but, working for the government. But is that words. true? <laughs> I remember I a, mind. a line in, um, oh, I'm going to forget the name of the movie, Independence Day with Will Smith way back in like the early 2000s where... <laughs> They find this massive underground Area 51 facility that's all high-tech, and they say, how can we afford all this? The guy says, have you ever looked at the government spending $7,000 for a hammer, $3,000 for a toilet seat? <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't always happen. Uh, did you know that the Bible even has something to say about taxes? In the, in the book of Luke, it says, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Boy, what didn't they know for today, huh? <laughs> Goes back a long way. Yep, it does. Um, so anyways, look into irs.gov, look into the free file possibility as a way to get your refund faster and get this done faster. And we've already talked about why taxpayers should have their deposits directly deposited, your, your refunds. It's it's safer, it's easier, it's faster, it's quicker. So all those kinds of things. Um, why should taxpayers have their tax refunds directly deposited? Okay, so we've we talked about that, that yep. in detail. And how does the taxpayer's filing status affect their tax return? What if you're married but you want to file a separate tax return for each of your each of the married person? Um, if you're single, that's for people who are unmarried or even living together, perhaps. Uh, divorced or legally separated, you can still file as a single person. Uh, married filing jointly, typically a married couple can be opposite sex. It can be same sex. It doesn't matter as long as you're legally married. Uh, sometimes people choose to file a separate tax return even if they're married. And we have a lot of clients who do that. We've got... Um, a lot of clients who are on their second marriage and they file separately even though they're married. Um, I've got several clients who have separate finances entirely and they don't even know what their spouse has in terms of uh, retirement savings, retirement accounts, other assets, what they have in their bank account uh, savings. doesn't. It just doesn't register with them and they prefer it that way. But the tax rates are going to be different depending upon which category you select for your filing status. Head of household is an important to an unmarried uh, taxpayer who perhaps has children or maybe has another dependent taxpayer living with him. Um, you'll get a slightly different rate as well. And once again, irs.gov will give you all the overview information on this. And you can also ask our office to give you a copy of this 2022 tax planning guide. We also have them for 2021. We literally just received those. So again, if you're interested, I mentioned that in the first uh, portion of the show. Right. And uh, the child tax credit is really important for people. You have children living at home, Pete. I do. I have three, even though one of them is 18. 
<laughs> I'm trying to puzzle what that means. He's legally an adult. Legally an adult. Oh. Well, when we come back after taking a short break, we're going to be talking about the child tax credit a little bit further. There's an expanded child tax credit, um, $3,000 for families with kids under 17, and an extra $600 for children under the age of six. When we come back, we're going to be talking about that, so stay tuned. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This morning's topic is taxes and making sure you're going to be doing your income tax return on time. Remember, you can request an extension if you need to, and um, you need to do it before the filing date for filing your tax return, which is April 15th. I think it may be April 18th this year. I'll have to look at my calendar for Massachusetts because of the weekend or something. Patriot's Day. Is it Patriot's Day? Patriot's Day is Monday. It was the 18th of April, 75. Hardly a man is now alive who remembers that famous day and year of the midnight ride of Paul Revere. Twas many and many a year ago in a kingdom by the sea <laughs> that a maiden there lived whom you may know by the name of Annabelle Lee. She was a child and I was a child in this kingdom by the sea, but we loved with a love that was more than love, I and my Annabelle Lee. One if by I'll, land I'll and there. two if by right. sea. Okay, okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Tuesday, April 19th, is the tax day for filing in Massachusetts. And thank you, Brianna, for pulling that up on your phone so quickly. Tuesday, April 19th is your deadline. So you got a few extra days, ladies and gentlemen, to file your tax return. But um, the maximum amount of a credit in general for dependents is $500 for people who meet certain conditions. Anybody who's um, any, a dependent of any age, including those who are age 18 and older, but a lot of people don't realize that. We'll have to make sure that Pete knows about that. Or dependents who have social security numbers or individual taxpayer ID numbers. A dependent who can be a, a parent or another qualifying re, uh, relative who's supported by the taxpayer. Or dependents who are living with a taxpayer who may not be related to the taxpayer. That's one that I didn't even know about. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. So, so if you're taking care of somebody and you're responsible for more of their half their support, uh, you may be entitled to take a $500 credit for them. So uh, take a look at that, and uh, we'll be happy to share more information if you need it. I think one thing that's interesting that you've always told people is that not paying taxes is your right. Um, and uh, not, not paying taxes, not owed, I should say. Oh, and yeah. that saving taxes yeah, let's is your that up. absolute right. Yeah. yeah, nobody needs to pay a dollar more in taxes than what they absolutely have to. And so if you're entitled to claim credits or exemptions or any of those kinds of things that will save you taxes, you need to know about them and you need to take them. Um, we have some unusual challenges this year. And some things we want to talk about. A lot of people worked remotely last year, um, as an example. And we've got information on that. So if you worked remotely uh, last year, and a lot of people did, then maybe you need to be taking a look at whether you're entitled to certain home deductions uh, on your, ta on your uh, tax return. And if you lived in a foreign country, and worked remotely from a foreign country, even U.S. citizens who live abroad are responsible to file a tax return. So U.S. citizens owe U.S. taxes no matter where they live, including income from abroad. We've got a great handout on that from our major wholesaler that we work with. We're happy to provide that. It also talks a little bit about the chances of getting audited. 
I know a lot of people are afraid of the IRS, and if they make a mistake and the IRS comes after them, just the most important rule there is keep all of your records, keep them in a safe place, and keep them for approximately seven years. Don't give anything up. What happens if you have a tax return that wasn't filed for a couple of years, and yet you know you're entitled to some tax refunds? You can still go back and file for the tax refunds, but you can only do it for three years back. So we've got a couple of clients right now that haven't filed taxes for six or seven years. They paid tax withholding, and when they were filing tax returns, they got fairly significant tax refunds, you know, $5,000 or more. But for whatever reason, they didn't file. They can't go back all the years that they didn't file to claim those refunds. They can only go back three years. But they should certainly do that and collect those significant amounts of money. So a few taxpayer tips. Uh, if you received an advanced child, tear, child tax credit payout, uh, you don't have to report that as income. So a lot of people receive significant funds from the IRS as a child tax credit this past year. That does not constitute income. You don't have to file that on your income tax return. And um, Well, there's another thing that I think is important for people to remember that um, if the IRS contacts you and says that you've made a mistake and they've assessed you something and there are penalties for late payment or whatever, you have the right to challenge that. Mm -hmm. And you should challenge it. You should challenge it by uh, making sure that you contact the IRS in writing. And as we said before, you want to keep all the documents that relate to it, everything that you've sent off, keep a copy of. And the rules were slightly different in 2021 for people who contributed money to a charity. It used to be that you could only claim a charitable tax deduction if you filed an itemized tax return where you itemized your deductions. And what they did last year is they increased the standard deduction so it's no longer worthwhile for many, many people I think maybe 80% of people now claim the standard deduction because they get more money if they do that than if they itemize deductions. If you have a question, then you need to you calculate your taxes both ways, both with itemized deductions and the standard deductions, and see which gets you a better amount of a refund, for example. One thing that I like to remind our listeners about is that uh, if you have somebody in your family who is in a nursing facility or assisted living. Virtually all of that uh, expense is generally considered uh, medically related. So uh, be sure and check to see if you might be either obligated to pay no taxes or you might get a refund if there's somebody that you're supporting who is in one of those types of facilities. Right, that could be considered a um, healthcare deduction and there are some limitations as to how that's applied, but don't overlook that as a possibility. But let me come back briefly to uh, donations to a church or donations to a charity. So it used to be that you could only claim those as deductions if you itemized your deductions. And again, probably because the rules were changed to increase the amount of the standard deduction last year, 2021, they also said that even if you don't itemize your deductions, you can still claim up to $300 for cash contributions made to a charity. You need to have receipts, obviously, to be able to prove it. So even if you claim, if you donate as money to a church on a regular basis, for example, or some other charity, up to $300 of that can be deducted even if you do not itemize your deductions. That's an important one to know. Um, so. As we're shuffling around pages here, there's just lots and lots of stuff, lots of rules. And give us a call at 508-998-8858 if you think we can help you with something. We don't do tax returns uh, for people, but sometimes we can help you with a tax question. I think one of these items that I uh, am reading is interesting to people. Uh, this is from that guide that you were talking about before, Ray. When reconciling the 2021 economic stimulus payments on your tax return, be aware that any overpayment of stimulus checks 
does not have to be repaid. I think that's kind of interesting. Yep. Um, you know, one of the smartest people in the world uh, was Albert Einstein. And he once said, the hardest thing in the world to understand is the income tax. I've always liked that quotation. Yep. So here's a couple of end-of-the-year quick summary items to talk about. Know your filing status. We talked about that. Make sure you're filing for the tax status that you're entitled to, and we'll give you the best results. Uh, be sure to save something for retirement if you can. You can claim deductions if you want to and reduce your income tax. If you put money aside for an IRA account, we can help you with that. If you're 72 years or older in 2021, you must have been, uh, you, you were required in that year to take out a minimum distribution from your IRAs and your retirement accounts. Uh, if you turn 72 in 2022, same thing applies. Make sure you take out your required minimum distribution. And medical expenses, uh, here's the number I was looking for, Tenny, when you were talking about nursing home costs. If your medical expenses are close to the minimum threshold of 7.5% of adjusted gross income. Right. So you can only take the excess of medical expenses over 7.5% of your gross income, adjusted gross income. Right, but people should be aware that assisted living costs and nursing home costs are all pretty much considered medical expenses. Yep, so exactly. don't overlook those. And tax planning in general is always something to think about. If well, you, and particularly, I think, for 2021, because there's, there were so many unusual things that happened as a result of the COVID situation, whether it was stimulus checks or increased child uh, care credits, all those sorts of things. So if you sort of uh, perfunctorily did your tax returns previously and didn't pay a lot of attention, it may be that 2021 is the year that you do want to pay attention. And one thing I was just reading in an article that makes me laugh a little bit uh, goes back to what we were talking about, how the IRS functions and whether or not they'll call you and so forth. It says, in the first half of 2021, the IRS said it had fewer than 15,000 people to handle more than 240 million calls. Yep. <laughs> That's why you're kind of on your own, and you better know what some of the rules are, because if you do know what the rules are, then you can save money on your income tax return. And you better put it all in writing. So Dave Barry once wrote and said, it's income tax time again. Americans, time to gather up those receipts, get out those tax forms, sharpen up that pencil, and stab yourself in the aorta. <laughs> I've used that quote before, but I've always liked it. Oh, my God, what do we do next? <laughs> Well, we're going to take a uh, final short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some things like common tax return mistakes that can cost you money and some other things uh, that you may want to consider when you're filing your 2021 tax returns. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Call 508 998 8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Our final segment today in talking about taxes and filing your 2021 income tax return. And welcome back to Attorney Tenny Lance. Uh, Peter won't be with us for this last segment. But, um, you know, there's lots of ways that you can save money on taxes in general. If you're thinking about selling a piece of investment property, you can't use this for your primary residence or for your, your house. But if you have a, a business property that you're thinking of selling, an investment property, or 
even some stocks and bonds and you don't have any debt or mortgage on them, you can put those into a charitable remainder trust and you get tax deductions you can utilize and you're not going to pay the income tax on the property. Instead, you'll stretch it out over time in this charitable remainder trust. Oh, the capital gains. Or the capital gains. So that's worth taking a look at. It's also possible to bunch deductions. We'll talk about that on another show we're going to be doing on the 22, uh, 2022 tax planning. There's ways that you can accelerate expenses or you can push income to another year. If you have the ability to do those kinds of things, you can do more planning and save money sometimes. There's always things that you can do to save taxes. And um, Tom Lehrer, who's a famous commentator, once said, on my income tax 1040 return, it says, check this box if you are blind. I want you to put a check mark about three inches away. I mean, there's some silly things on the tax returns when you think about it. So anyway, here's some common mistakes uh, taxpayers make on a tax return that can cost you money. Filing too early. So right now we know, for example, that as of January 24th of this year, which is a Monday, the IRS has now been accepting tax returns. The filing deadline, as we said, for Massachusetts is going to be April 19th because of the Patriots Day holiday. Uh, That's both in Maine and Massachusetts, by the way. Should you wait to file your 2021 tax return if your prior return hasn't yet been processed? And the short answer is no. If you're still waiting for some action on a previous return, you should still go ahead and file your regular return on schedule. Oh, I'm confused. I thought you said it the other way around. So if you're If you have a return that is not yet finalized, you still should file your 2021 return on time. Sure. You may have some problems where you haven't uh, submitted 2020 yet, or maybe you filed 2020 and you're waiting for an amendment to be processed. You filed an amended tax return. Um, Don't wait on action on some prior return. Uh, Go ahead and file your regular return for 2021 on time. And then, of course, the fastest way to get your refund is if you file electronically. And what if you've already filed and you're anxious to get your refund? You know you're going to get a refund. There's a way you can track that, too. Uh, Don't make a call to the IRS because they're not going to answer your call anyway. But you can go into irs.gov and you can click on where's my refund. And it should be able to tell you when you're going to expect to get your refund. However, the article that you're looking at also says, if it's working as intended. (laughs) If it's working as intended. In other words, that's a disclaimer. Um, This article, by the way, says tax season, once again, is going to be a real mess. Um, And as you mentioned earlier, they've got 15,000 people to handle more than 240 million phone calls that they get. So the only thing I can add to say to that is, Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I had somebody call the office the other day and ask if we had a special phone number for Social Security so that they could get through. It's like, no, (laughs) there is nothing special. (laughs) Well, going back a number of years, it was probably 15 or 20 years ago, I had occasion to call the IRS on behalf of a client, and I did. I called the Brockton office, and I was on hold for about 45 minutes. Somebody finally answered, and I said, boy, I'm glad I got through to you. I said, you must have an easier time because you work for the IRS. You must have some special number you can call uh, if you are trying to reach another department in the IRS. And he said, oh, no, we have to use the same numbers that you do and wait wait the same time. I thought, (laughs) I can't believe it. (laughs) Hopefully they have internal email or something. Uh, Maybe they do now. They probably have better email services right now. So... Uh, Chris Rock once said, you don't pay taxes, they take taxes. Well, that's, you know, I think we all should realize that we have to pay taxes and we get benefits in return. That's true. And we have to be grateful that we live in the country that we live in. And um, I can't remember. There There was a Supreme Court justice who basically said, I don't mind paying income taxes. 
to support my government, but I could be just as happy paying uh, half as much. <laughs> you know? So everybody has complaints about the IRS. They've got to be everybody's favorite target to make fun of, right? Right. Well, let's talk about some other things that are important. Uh, here's some reasons that could cause a, a delay or mess up in your tax return. If you have the wrong social security number or missing social security number, or if you've misspelled names, there's a lot of matching that goes on. If you clicked off the uh, filing box uh, status, filing status incorrectly, or if you didn't put in information uh, correctly, like wages or dividends, there's very particular blanks to put all that information on. Um, it's hard to file your own tax return. You can do it. And today there are uh, tax filing software programs you can buy online. Some companies will advertise they'll do you a tax return for free. I'm not sure I'd ever want to do that, though. You know, I, I think, Tenny, that um, I'd want to make sure that even as much as I know about taxes, I still want to entrust it to somebody else who does it all the time, and that's all they do. Right. And making sure I get the right benefits that I'm entitled to get. Right. Um, incorrect bank account numbers is another way that you can have well, um, a problem or delay. There's an item on math mistakes, and we can use an example in our own office. We firmly believe that what happened with one taxpayer is that the IRS added something that they should have subtracted, and they have been pestering this taxpayer for a very long time with penalty threats and all kinds of things. Yeah. This happened to be, we think, an IRS math error, but filers can make math errors also. Yeah, and this has been going on for a while. And by the way, if you want to have legal representation, you have to submit some special forms to the IRS, don't you? Right. For taxpayer representation. And um, Tenny, you've done that at the law firm. Give her a call if you need that kind of help. In 508-998-8800. So, um, I think one of the biggest difficulties this year, as we've said again and again, is that there are so many credits and deductions that are either new or complicated. And it gets that, worse every year. Yeah. I mean, whether it's an earned income credit, a child independent care credit, a child tax credit a recovery rebate credit. All of these things make it extremely difficult oh, yeah. to file. And, and here's one of my favorite things to impart today. Uh, an article from the Wall Street Journal at the end of January. If you got the child tax credit in 2021, you may pay back in in 2022. Yep. Apparently, when they were trying to get these tax credits out to people so quickly and get money into the economy... Um, the temporary expansion of the child credit led to some people being overpaid, and a number of families are going to be getting a bill from the IRS saying, sorry, we made a mistake, you need to pay back the money. So hopefully it doesn't impact too many people, but I thought, my gosh, um, it's like error compounding error. And not the taxpayer's fault. Right. Conan O'Brien once said, I just taught my kids about taxes by eating 38% of their ice cream. <laughs> I think that would be a good lesson. Kids, let me tell you about taxes. Here, hand your ice cream cone over here. You just paid taxes. <laughs> <laughs> well, one common error that mixes up your return is if you forgot to sign it. That thing, that's such a simple matter. It should, it should be fairly obvious, but yes, you do need to sign your tax return. And um, so sometimes there are people who don't normally have to file a tax return, and maybe they should consider doing it in 2021. Um, did your employer withhold federal income taxes? Did you have too much taxes paid in? Did you make any estimated tax payments during the year? Maybe you're entitled to a refund if you paid estimated taxes. And um, figure out whether you might be entitled to an earned income tax credit. And uh, some of that depends upon whether you have children you can claim on your tax return. The child tax credit in general is really complicated. The education credits in general are complicated. And what if you have a part-time job? What if you have a part-time business that you run and you have a regular job as well. It's called 
you know, working on the gig economy, G-I-G economy, um, you still have to pay taxes. That kind of work is taxable. If you're making more than uh, $600 doing this part-time work, you've got to report that as income. You might be doing a, a, a special schedule, a Schedule C on your income tax return or something of that nature, but you've got to file your tax returns. So taxes are fun. I enjoy reading taxes. I enjoy studying taxes, learning about taxes. I do a lot of tax conferences every year. He's a very odd man. I'm a very odd gentlemen. person. But, um, Tenny, no. I'd like to thank you for being on the show this morning. Uh, this is a subject that it's really important to everybody. And make sure you get advice, including if you're a business owner, there's ways you can save money. So when it comes to tax season, you know, we're often stuck with many of the decisions that we made in 2021 or didn't make. So it is important to analyze your return and see how you might better position your finances, your income, and so forth. You, you cannot be an expert in everything you do, and that's why you need to consult experts to help you. We're here to help. Give us a call, and thank you so much for listening. Firm offers insurance services. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and USA Wealth Group, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claim paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group, Inc. USA Wealth Group, Inc. has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide legal advice. Lance Law, Inc. is not affiliated with USA Wealth Group, Inc. or AE Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.